Hey everybody, I'm Pastor DJ and welcome to That Podcast. This is our second of the two-part episode on the LCMC gathering this year in 2022. Pastor Mark and I are speaking with the Reverend Dr. Marnie Fritz and our new friend Carly, who is the Adult Ministries Director at Hosanna Lutheran Church. Hope you enjoy the second half. Colleague uh, Becky Lee just celebrated 25 years in public ministry. You're you're in the in in the academic side of the church, the the theology side of of the church. You're looking at at public ministry within a, a parish context. Do you both think has it gotten easier for women to do ministry in the United States? Is it still rather daunting? Do, do you feel like there's a place for you? Do, you know those kind of questions. I have a hard time, I think, um, answering that generally because mm-hmm. I know only my own experience. And um, being a pastor for anybody is daunting. There are daunting. <laughs> being a pastor, you know, you're you're called to preach this word that we've been talking about to sinners, and um, there is very much a part of uh, pastoral ministry that is crucifixion. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's not easier or harder and so it comes in different ways for different people and the particular individuals that they're dealing with um, so um, I guess you know I've, I've been a part of a church in my professional life where they've ordained women and I mean once in a while I get some um, inappropriate comments but I would not say that it's something that I that's a regular commonplace for me so you don't feel like you're fighting against uh, uh, forces out there that have a problem with you in public ministry. Oh, I do, but okay. not as a female. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's the nature of of bringing a word into this old world. Is you know, they're the forces of my old sinful self, the world, and the devil are always seeking to devour and seeking to attack. And um, sometimes, uh, I should say sometimes, very regularly, um, that means that they come for the person in front of them um, because we are, because we can be seen, because we can be dealt with uh, in earthly means compared to who they're really attacking, which is Christ. So who they're really, and I say they, again, um, that also includes our, my own, own sinful self, right? right. Um, the, but, the fleshly part of right. Steve yep. today. Yeah. Yeah. From my limited ministry experience, not having been in the role of a pastor, but having been in the role of a director, I would say that I see the most like questioning or concern Um, with people when when we're in the denominational melting pot of maybe someone who didn't grow up in the Lutheran Church and hasn't seen what women in ministry looks like um, that that those questions when when we're in that sort of melting pot people come from different backgrounds um, and and they do ask that question and I have uh, been asked to answer for myself and for this church, which has a, a female preaching pastor, and um, and really to to say, you know, where we stand as we are affirming, um, and ultimately this this is not a salvation issue, right? Um, but it is a calling, 
and there, and, and there is, are... And it is a justifying of, of, of your personhood, regardless mm -hmm. of whether you mm -hmm. want it to be or not. Mm -hmm. And for me, for me to just say like, well, it would be disobedient in my relationship with God if I did not step forward into this ministry work that God has called me to do. Right. And that's, that's a very easy answer uh, to, to say confidently, um, but not, not everyone will accept that answer and that's fine. Yeah, they don't need to. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep doing the ministry I'm called to do. And I think I think that's. I'm thankful that you both are. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. what, a, what a blessing to to have uh, um, such uh, women of strong faith in the ministry mm -hmm. that um, that can lead in such a way, and mm -hmm. and I, I appreciate that. So Thank our you. our colleague Becky has been uh, uh, doing ordained ministry longer than we have, and and I really appreciate her perspective and and experience. So I just to. to pick up what you said, I mean, that's a practical example of, mm. of the enemies that you're talking about because the devil will take that lie mm -hmm. and we will turn inwardly on ourselves and say, maybe they're right, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. That lack of confidence right. and, and uh, God, is this really what you called me to? Right. Um, when he's already made it perfectly clear uh, with your giftedness, with what you you do naturally yeah. the way he's created you to be um, when you're not living into that that's that's saying God you made a mistake yeah. rather than no I'm believing a lie yeah. so you know um, our last speaker gave me a new my new favorite catchphrase I'm gonna say it for like the next three weeks stop it stop it <laughs> whenever uh, those doubts come in or whenever uh, you feel offended by what other people do yeah stop it. That mm. Well, let me ask the same question to, to, to Marnie, too. What's, what's something that's going on right now that you want to share? Um, and how can they sign up at St. Paul's? That's right. That's good Thank you for asking. Uh, you can actually go to our website, which is semlc.org. Semlc.org. And uh, all the contact information is there, and the program listings are there. Um, what I am excited about is, well, something new that we started about a year ago. Uh, myself, uh, well, se several uh, professors through the seminary, but namely uh, Dr. Dennis Tomorrow started a, a digital theological uh, journal. It's called Simul. And it's free, uh, it's online, it's downloadable, also a PDF, and it comes out every quarter. Uh, so we've just, I think we've got one more left to complete our first full year. We just uh, started it this year. And the, that can for, be... Real, real quickly, for those of you yep. listening, simul has a very specific theological meaning. Can you share what that means? Simul, uh, it's shorthand for simul uses et peccator. It's one of Luther's uh, chief coinages. Um, and he coins this term... Uh, actually looking both at uh, the letter of First John and Job. We refer often to Romans uh, chapter 7 for good reason, but actually if you go back into his Galatians commentary, his references are to these two books. Okay. Um, because he says, uh, he's talking about, here you have Job who is a righteous man before God, and yet um, obviously uh, he is questioning this, uh, what's hap happening to him and why and 
And similarly in First uh, John, you've got, um, you know, if you are children of God, uh, you cannot sin. But if you sin, you must not be children of God. Okay, uh, this doesn't make sense. Well, it's the symbol. So we are simultaneously saint and sinner. We are sinners in ourselves, but we are saints in Christ. Um, so that, the juxtaposition so, Luther liked to play with everything. Right, right. Um, so the name of the journal is Simmel for short. And if you go to our website, again, semlc.org, uh, there's a tab there uh, on the front, on the homepage for Simmel. And it has our latest, or has actually all of the uh, issues there posted. So you can open them up and uh, read our articles. The first one, we the inaugural one, was actually on the Simmel itself. So, um, but we try to take up... Um, theological topics uh, or even terms in that case, someone uses Epicator and um, have a variety of people write on those topics. So I encourage you to seek it out. It's theological, it's scholastic, but it's not inaccessible for people who aren't, don't consider themselves, you know, professionals. Professional the, yeah. So we don't need to learn German. Nope. Or we might splash it a little bit with those kinds of words, but it's You'll not. Translate it well, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's it's very accessible to I think everyday everyday lay readers. Yeah. Carly, what else is going on that you're excited about in uh, the current ministry that God has you in? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm extremely excited about is our church has really uh, kind of planted a stake in um, discipleship and disciple making as uh, as kind of where we want to be heading. And one of the best ways that we've identified for that to happen is within uh, community groups or most people know them as small groups. Okay. Um, like we have life groups at Atonement. It's, yeah, it's like that? Yeah, so it's a community group who uh, the just the group's mission is to actively be growing in their up relationship with God. They're in relationship with other believers, like within okay. the group, okay. uh, kind of developing that family type relationship and then going out and serving the world together. Um, and one of the things that I'm super excited about is uh, my job is uh, to help develop leaders for community groups um, and grow that. Um, one of the things, one of the gifts, uh, a positive thing that I've seen out of the COVID era is there's there is this uh, clear sense people want community. People know that they need it. Now, since we've experienced this this piece of we we haven't had it, yeah. um, and so I have a really great spiel, uh, mini <laughs> sermon trying to convince people that they need uh, Christian community in their lives, and they don't even need to hear me say that. They're like, no, 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 we we, we know we need it, um, and they're just eager to engage in that type of ministry and and uh, just growing in their faith in an active sense with other people. And that's really beautiful that's to me. That's really exciting. Is it ongoing or do you have like seasons? Like we're doing a fall launch mm -hmm. and a spring launch of new mm -hmm. groups. There's gonna be a leader training for those groups, that kind of stuff. Yes and no. So we do have it in an ongoing Okay. way um, but we're always open to launching new groups we try to do a fall launch and a spring launch um, as well and kind of sprinkle it in in our messaging throughout um, but also if someone's ready to go they they we we train them and we get them going because we want uh, there's such a huge need for that community and 
So, right. so we, we make it happen. That's cool. And it is, it is truly a beautiful thing. And we've heard so many stories of lives transformed in sort of this, this upper room model. The church programs are wonderful and beautiful and great, but to see true life transformation in relationship with other people, we've seen such amazing stories in this format. I agree with you wholeheartedly. In fact, I, I am of the mind that more so than programs and fun activities and whatever else the churches offer, it's getting people plugged in in these relationships of smaller groups like Jesus did. You know, exactly. he had the three, he had the 12. This is this is the model that yeah. Jesus did when he yeah. was making his disciples. He walked with them yeah. along the road. He ate with them. Um, he spent time with them. And that's what we as disciples and disciple makers should be doing with yeah. others as well. I really like how Nikki Gumbel put it, and I'm sure he got it from somebody else, because, I mean, this isn't, this isn't rocket science. I mean, discipleship is I do, you watch, I do, you help, mm -hmm. you do, I help, you do, I watch, right? Mm -hmm. in anything in life. But he talks about that when someone becomes a Christian, especially seekers that are new to church and haven't grown up into it, that they start having new beliefs, mm -hmm. and with those new beliefs come new values or new behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, they want to follow Jesus as compared to following the world or their, their, their natures. But what is the linchpin for that new Christian to remain in Christianity is new friendships. Yes. And that's really where I think Life Group finds its strength. That Here's a group of people that are going to walk along you, alongside you mm -hmm. and struggle with you and love on you. And, you know, my, my Life Group, if I go to the hospital, the first person I'm calling my wife, the mm -hmm. second person I'm calling is someone... <laughs> from in my your life group, group. exactly yeah. like these are the people who will come alongside you when you are in need and we all need that one of the biggest things we see in our society today is isolation yeah. and loneliness and this is a way um, to to meet that need that's that's right on that's right on you know what do people we have this culture now that is so interconnected through technology and yet people feel so alone because maybe the only interaction they're getting with people is through the technology and it's not a, a it's 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 visceral it's at the it's and shallow very easily leads to a uh, heated argument yes <laughs> well that too which that isn't too. helpful on social media yeah i yes. guess i was thinking more like mm. just just the fact way that we we plug into the internet to be entertained and to get all the information that we want yep. but we're isolating ourselves from people um, anyway, so I, I love the fact that you're doing that, that, that you have a love for, for community groups. Connecting well. people with other believers yeah. so that they can grow in faith in Jesus. Super exciting. <laughs> I'm just very excited to see um, people making a deeper commitment to discipleship and disciple making and doing it in relationship with others. Ooh, I wanted to ask yeah. you this. Sorry, I'm, I'm abstract random. Like I said, I get one thought <laughs> totally and another one fine. comes in. So, you know. At the gathering this year, we're talking about discipleship, and we've had different speakers that have lifted up different things. What is, you know, um, what is, what is Hosanna's idea about discipleship, or what is your personal understanding of, you know, what is it? What is discipleship? Well, you kind of referred to it a little bit earlier, where you're walking alongside someone. 
Um, and I'll, I'll say uh, my, my concept of discipleship is growing. I had the privilege of traveling to Israel uh, this spring and being able to kind of walk the disciples journey wow. with Jesus and how that looked. And it is, it's so intentionally relational um, and it is always focused on Jesus. And so uh, even one of the things that I was very convicted about was I didn't know what discipleship looked like because I had ha never had someone intentionally mentor and disciple right. me. Right. And I'm a ministry professional. Right. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, oh, goodness, if no one's ever done this for me, how can I do this for others? Um, and so one of the convicting things of returning from that trip was I asked for a mentor. I asked for an older female pastor to mentor and disciple disciple me and then I get to turn around and disciple uh, I was just gonna keep it to three but now it's five uh, because we've got high school female high school student leaders in our youth oh, ministry awesome. that um, I was asked to to mentor and disciple and so meeting with them uh, reading scripture with them uh, talking about life with them and just checking in with them about where they're at with God and what some of their goals are. Um, being a little bit of a voice of challenge, but also getting to encourage them on their journey is such a beautiful to thing. To have that relationship. And, mm -hmm. and they want that relationship. It's, yes, not, a, it's they, not a have to. They're hungry for it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. wow. Well, you know what? Thank you both for coming on and, and hopefully having a little bit of fun and having a conversation with us. I keep losing my mic. You're good. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, really appreciate you guys both coming on and talking with Thank us. And, um, for those of you um, that are interested in that podcast, we're found on every source that you can find. If you listen to Spotify, we're there. You listen to Apple Podcasts, we're there. Um, yeah, you can find us at YouTube uh, by typing in Atonement Fargo. Uh, you can find us at atonement.live, and you can find us uh, this podcast at that podcast.net. And so on behalf of uh, Mark Soljum, uh, I should say Pastor Mark Soljum, uh, Carly Rinke, uh, Dr. Marnie Fritz, and all the folks at that podcast, I'm Pastor DJ Lura, and thank you for joining us for another engaging episode of the unofficial podcast of LCMC. Without, without Ryan, we just can't say riveting. That podcast. Yes. It's not, it's not as riveting without Ryan. That's so. true. We're going to be just engaging Ryan, today. if you're listening, it was riveting. It was riveting, Ryan. All right. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>